So, if I found like a Korean boy and wanted to marry him, what do you think my parents would say? They'd be like, what? <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Given, given, given the way our family is, they'd be like, "Who's up to take a gana? Who's gana?" Hi, we are Nuna Talk. I'm Sophia. I'm Zara, and today we are going to be joined by another guest. But before we get into all of that, we are Nuna Talk, a podcast where we talk about K-pop, K-culture, K-drama. Especially if you're a Desi stan. And spoiler alert: we're being joined by a Desi stan later in the episode today. If you don't want to watch the video and just want to do the audio version, we are on all podcasting platforms like Spotify, Google, Amazon, anywhere else that you want to listen up, listen to us. Also, you can follow us on at Luna Talk on Instagram for all the latest updates for what is going on in the K-pop world. Who are we talking to today, and what we are, are we doing? We are talking to Shorunika today. She's going to tell us all the adventures that she had to go through to actually get married and everything else that followed. It's a very great conversation that we had a lot of fun. So maybe it's time to get into it. And today we're joined by Sharanika. Say hi. Sharanika, can yes. you tell us a bit about yourself? Where you're from? What's your background? And what you do? Yeah. So I am born in Bangladesh, um, but I am American. I moved to New York when I was about one years old. So I have lived here my whole life. Um, right now, I still live in New York, um, and I am working as a marketing manager. One, the big reason, of course, why we reached out to you uh, is because we specifically make try to make content for Desi audiences, and you are a brown sister, yeah. um, and you are Dias also married Moro. to somebody who's Korean. Yes, definitely. I am a brown sister, and I am married to a Korean man. Um, Funny thing is, I also speak fluent Japanese. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Do you also speak Bengali? Yes, I speak Bangla, Korean. I'm sorry, I don't speak Korean yet. I speak English, Bangla, Spanish, and some French. So we do have a Japanese audience, which is very random, but we don't know how. So if you could just say a small greeting to them, that would be very cool. Ohayou gozaimasu. Watashi wa Sharanika desu. Yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Arigatou gozaimasu. I also noticed there's a lot of girls in Bangladesh, India that speak Japanese, have never been there. They learn Korean and have never been there. So I think they're really impressive. So tell us some a little bit about how you and your husband met. How did the two cultures get together? Oh, the age-old question. I actually like haven't <laughs> answered this publicly yet. But I will say that we met here in New York City. Actually, I met him in Koreatown, which is really nice and funny <laughs> and kind of cliche. But you know, it's a really great place to meet. I think I, I think it was a great place to meet him because I saw him, and then there was everybody else around was like Asian, Korean, you know, just Americans as well. And I thought he was like the most beautiful person there. <laughs> after I met him, and then I actually went to Korea after I met him. So. That's so cool. So and how long been, ago been, did you guys? Yeah, 
correct. Yeah, we met in 2019. Um, something that was really interesting to me very personally that uh, I was watching your feed and you have, you had a nikah as well. What was the process like? Was it a very easy conversation to get, you know, your in-laws to agree to it as well? Um, or were yeah, they yeah, just yeah. Like, yeah. Did everything completely different from my whole family, how they would do it. And it's obviously completely new for Sehi's family as well. Um, Sehi, he told me over a year ago that he wishes to marry me. And I told him, like, that's really nice. But, you know, I come from a Muslim family and here are the expectations. So he did revert to Islam before marriage over a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I told, you know, and he studied. So I, I told him, like, look, I have some understanding of your culture because I watch K-drama and I'm into K-pop. I'm a huge shiny fan since I was little. Um, so I have a lot of understanding of your culture and I know you like me, but you are soon going to meet my family and, uh, you have to get an understanding of my culture and religion. So that's why he studied. His parents have known because he obviously told them his intentions before that. So I told them all the things that are expected, like the religious factor, um, how my parents would want, you know, of course the big Desi wedding, uh, big Bengali wedding and all those things, um, prepared them even about like Meher. All of those oh. yeah and you know like mashallah alhamdulillah like they are so cool they were so into it i, I also gave them that heads up like you know they're not going to take a year to plan this they would want us to do a nikah quickly to you know make it sealed deal make it halal my in-laws were definitely educated and aware in advance as best as we could my in-laws live in south korea okay. so i couldn't really be there for them to like meet them not to mention it was the pandemic they couldn't come here about everything. And lucky for me, they were very accepting of everything. Um, they gifted me a samyusachi shari, like anything. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and that's then the dream. They were just like, you know, get what you want. And that I'm Bengali and my family is very traditional. So we also get a lot of gold for the wedding. It was just a nikah and we did a small hagaye uh, hulud or haldi as well, because we had a lot of people flying in just, you know, just to make it more of a fun weekend we did that too small one um and yeah they participated in everything my mother-in-law she actually ordered her own clothing she wore salwar kameez kurtas oh. yeah herself and i was like i'll buy it for you and she was like i arranged for like them to have a korean makeup artist so i think they appreciated that That's really and was cute. that the same for your family as well like were they also as accepting of somebody non-brown um i mean of course like your husband has reverted to islam but still first things first like i am not a child right i'm a full-fledged adult i'm almost 30 years old and i know my parents and i know that i would want to do the things in a way that would keep them happy because i don't want to make them unhappy with any of this so i know that there's no way i could approach him uh, approach them and with someone who is not educated in understanding of our culture and Islam, right? So um, the first person um, I approached was my dad to tell him, like, you know, there's someone I like, and he is not Desi by any means. He's a revered Muslim. Here's how it is. My dad was, you know, happy that I had someone in mind because he wants me to get married. <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> so, but my dad was confronted with the problem of do I have the means to support him, uh, support this person who is a revert, who is new to our culture? Like that was my dad's first like concern. 
after my dad had given it some thought, he actually consulted a lot of um, imams and Muslim clerics and things like that. And then they actually gave him encouragement. They were like, we have to support this person who's so interested, um, who's leaning in this much. So I think that was very helpful, which is why I took a very, um, I tried to not remove, but try to minimize some of the cultural aspects of our wedding and make it more of a Muslim wedding. Sometimes the easiest way for cultures to come together is to kind of accept the parts that you have in common. So in the future, for us, we do plan to have a really like a proper big wedding. No, that's really interesting to hear like the process, yeah. especially with all the imams uh, like <clears throat> consulting with your father. Yeah, they yeah, all like my dad's like friends, like uh, imams and I think they also um, met with Sehi and like talked to him and interviewed him kind of. And they're like, no, he's a great, <laughs> he's like not tricking your daughter or anything. Like, you know, he has no bad intention, things like that. Because, you know, fathers, all fathers, That's I can cool. bring Bangladeshi man today to my, you know, to my dad and he, he will still have reservations, right? I think, you know, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I think they see that in the way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it also helps that he's a doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is definitely. <laughs> That's a tick mark right there. Mark, that, that helped him to get his <laughs> yeah. But no, it's really interesting to see how there are two different cultures. Have there been any culture shocks, so to speak, for either of you in this marriage? Uh, and like specifically now, like now that you're living together. I think um, some culture shocks for me is... First and foremost, like my in-laws are far away, so I'm not able to spend that much time with them. As a matter of fact, when they came for my wedding, that was my second time meeting them and my first time meeting my sister-in-law. And we have barely spent any time together. So I think one thing um, that is really different is in Desi culture, when you get married, the in-laws are just like hanging out together. They're best buddies, they're friends, they're always talking. But in Korea, it's not like that. The in-laws actually stay a little far apart, give each other space you know, things like that. They meet, you know, occasionally and things like that. Um, for my husband, he is here with my entire family, my mom's side, my dad's side. It is a massive culture shock for him. Unlike me, I grew up with K-pop, um, you know, and I understand some Korean culture. He doesn't understand much about um, Desi culture and Bangladeshi culture. Like Bengali culture is very specific, right? How to, I guess, address and talk to um, you know, our elders and things like that. It, he's not that used to um, the frequency of which my uh, family is around and things like that. Like my parents are always calling him and checking up. And then the part where we buy so many like desi clothing for every occasion, like he already has like 10 Punjabi kurta and he's like, why do I need so many? I'm good with just like two. <laughs> so he's like minimalist, you know, he has a small wardrobe that he sticks to and wears for many years. Um, so that's like a culture shock for him. And what has been something that's similar? Because I think we watch K-dramas and a lot of the times we're like, wait, this is just like Desi culture. So what yeah. is something that's like the same? Believe it or not, like culturally, like in the day-to-day -day things, um, we find a lot of similarities, but we also find a lot of similarities in historical things. So I'll start with like the day-to-day -day things. Um, we, just, we just did a Korean dinner at home with my family um, last weekend. And we, my um, family enjoyed some of the banchan side dishes, like the stir fried anchovy, which is like shutki, which is dry mm -hmm. fish that Bengalis eat. Right, right. That. 
Yeah, and they enjoyed uh, japchae noodles because, you know, Bengalis, we like a lot of stir-fried noodles, like Maggie noodles, right? But, you know, just in the food department, I think they're pretty happy. I think it's it's a blessing that he like Koreans eat spicy food because we would not be able to mix like that is a huge problem for like Chinese and Japanese people because they do not eat that much um, spicy food. Um, I think though one of the things we connected on early on is um, our cultural past, and I don't want to make this sound too grim, but Korea was occupied by Japan and you know suffered greatly under the hands of japan for many for almost a century um and you know was influenced by it and continues to be influenced by that history today and in a similar way bangladesh although we share our flag with japan we have more similarities with korea in that we were also in a situation where you know we were in a genocide you know de dealt by pakistan and as crazy as it sounds, like having this background of history helps me to understand him and other Koreans more and kind of the anger and resentment they feel towards the Japanese government for not um, for not acknowledging their war crimes of the past. So so it's it's kind of weird, but we do kind of have a similar history in that. <laughs> but um, a lot of people don't think of it this way or think to that extent, but it's something that he and I discussed really early on. Um, so you guys are an interracial uh, couple and multicultural in the melting pot of New York. What is like one thing that you would say is your favorite aspect about being an interracial couple? Favorite aspect about being an interracial couple is I'm doing what I love to do, which is build bridges between cultures. And I do that every day now because I don't know everything about my husband and he doesn't know everything about me. And we are learning about each other every day and we are learning about each other's cultures every day. And it is so much fun for me. Like he is learning a new Bangla word and saying it when he can. The other day he said to my mom, Shundur Lakche. Like he called my mom pretty and she was Aww. like, oh. <laughs> On me, like my husband doesn't try to like actively teach me Korean. I like pick it up from K drama. So I was watching Extraordinary Attorney Woo. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, yeah we love it. Yes, we love it. <laughs> so I started talking like her, and it's like you know, my husband's like, "Honey, maybe you shouldn't learn from her." So I was, I was saying, "Put that thing in me that just randomly." No, so of course you were you've been in New York this entire time and you are a brown girl. What is sort of an advice that you would give to other brown girls out there when it comes to like say as somebody who's dating, so somebody who's single, somebody who's engaged, and uh, somebody who's married? For my um brown girls out there, if you are young in high school and college, keep watching your K dramas, keep enjoying, keep dreaming. This is the perfect time in your life to dream about what you want and also keep up your studies become who you want to be life is not about just who you're going to love who you're going to marry you might have the opportunity to love multiple people and that is totally fine before you find your one true love you know <laughs> um my advice is watch your korean dramas notice the people in the korean dramas are like full-fledged adults you know hint hint you might not find your true love until you're a you know 25 plus <laughs> um and then for girls who are engaged 
Um, definitely, if you can, take your time in planning out your wedding. You still have a lot of time to feel each other out. Give a lot of give each other a lot of patience as you are planning your wedding and going. And as <clears throat> the day gets closer and closer to your wedding, it will get harder and harder and more and more stressful. But just um, give yourself a lot of breathing room. Give each other a lot of breathing room. Um, hire a planner <laughs> if you can. <laughs> that will save you a lot of uh, stress and things like that. And continue to see each other. Go on small dates if you can um, before your wedding and remind each other that they are the only one in the world for you and why you love them. And then for my married brown girls out there, damn, married life is hard. <laughs> Married life is not all peaches and cream. You might be clashing together on each other's habits. You know, you have each grown up separately, but now you can start to grow together. No matter how old you are or how young you are, um, there is still so many so much opportunity for growth. You don't have to be set in your ways. Um, I think a lot of uh, people in this world think that, um, you know, they're very strong, independent, educated, um, and set on their ways i think um as even as married people you have to be extra flexible extra understanding and extra loving you could be someone that is so strict on everything you know you could be punctual you could be you know that a-class person the person who does perfectly at work and who's very strict gets everything done but to your husband or you know or you know your partner you just gotta be that you know loving cuddly person <laughs> At the end of the day because at the end of the day your partner needs someone like that um so where can our audience find you sharonika where can they follow you and watch what you get up to on your regular day um so you can find me right now on instagram on facebook and tiktok um it's just type in my name sharonika um and maybe underscore after that I don't have a YouTube yet. There's a lot of requests for opening up a YouTube channel. So maybe in the future, um, it's on my bucket list for 2023. Um, let me know what kind of content you want to see. And then for the girls who um, message me, DM me, email me, and try to reach me for advice, I will personally do my best. I'm trying to set up a type of um, group or um, maybe subscription program or something for women who need advice. Because I think when it comes to conversations ab about um, interracial marriages, especially for brown women, especially for um, women that are in relationships with um, partners that are of different religions, there really isn't any resource out there. Nothing that I know of. I certainly didn't have any. I had to come up with it from scratch. And I would love to, um, be there and share about it a lot of women around the world have called me onni apu um didi <laughs> this is my first time in my life being called didi so much um, and i really appreciate that that a lot of these girls can look up to me in that way and i hope i can um reach out to them and speak to them as well it's a little difficult to do so with so many <laughs> dms every day um but for girls who would like constant support. I am trying to build something for you and hopefully I can. That's so wholesome. That's we hope you succeed. Yeah. Okay, before you yeah. leave us, 
we have one last thing give can you give us a quick uh, k pop song to listen to a k drama that you want everyone to watch and one korean food that you think is a must try okay okay k pop song that you have to listen to right now is vibe by taeyang and jimin come on guys it is the song right now it is mm-hmm. the legendary collaboration that we've all been waiting for um it's a vibe Exactly. It's a vibe, y'all. Um, and for K-drama, I would recommend Extraordinary Attorney Wu since I just watched that. My husband and I, it's such a wholesome story. And then in terms of food, you must try. You should have some japchae because I made that recently and I think I make it pretty well. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to us, Sharonika. It was lovely getting to know everything about your life. Thank you. Not so- everything, but a lot about your life. Thank you so much Zara and Sophie. You guys did an amazing job moderating this. It's been a pleasure speaking to you.